This is The Light Inside. I'm Jeffrey Biesecker. Uncertainty. We've all felt it within our day-to-day lives. It manifests itself in a variety of ways, such as feeling overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed due to the lack of control we have over certain situations. Whether swimming in the mixed sea of thoughts and feelings as we await the results of a health diagnosis or anxiously hanging to the hopes of a job offer, we can experience uncertainty throughout our lives. It surfaces within our relationships, our finances, our job security, or at a larger scale with the global economy, politics, and our environment. A natural part of life, uncertainty offers us the opportunity to adapt, learn, and grow. If we embrace it, uncertainty can lead us to personal development and ultimately our best selves. When faced with doubt, it's important to shift the perspective from hesitant resistance to natural curiosity. This mindset allows us to explore different aspects of ourselves and fuels personal transformation. By accepting uncertainty, we move beyond fear and hesitation, allowing us to confidently pursue our goals and our desires. Are you ready to unlock the power of resilience and positive transformation? Author and energy and action coach Sherry Anna Boyle is here today to show us how to fully embrace the unpredictability of life with confidence, ease, and flow, and use it to align our values, regulate our emotions, and create sustainable growth. Tune in to find out how when we return to The Light Inside. When it comes to mobile service providers, with their high-rate plans, extra fees, and hidden cost or expenses, many of the big-name networks leave a bad taste in your mouth. Mint Mobile is a new flavor of mobile network service, sharing all the same reliable features of the big-name brands, yet at a fraction of the cost. I recently made the change to Mint Mobile, and I can't believe the monthly savings allowing me to put more money in my pocket for the things which truly light me up inside. Making the switch to Mint Mobile is easy. Hosted on the T-Mobile 5G network, Mint gives you premium wireless service on the nation's largest 5G network. With bulk savings on flexible plan options, Mint offers three, six, and 12-month plans, and the more months you buy, the more you save. Plus, you can also keep your current phone or upgrade to a new one, keep your current number or change to a new one as well, and all of your contacts, apps, and photos will seamlessly and effortlessly follow you to your new low-cost Mint provider. Did I mention the best part? You keep more money in your pocket. And with Mint's referral plan, you can rescue more friends from big wireless bills while earning up to $90 for each referral. Visit our Mint Mobile affiliate link at thelightinside.us forward slash sponsors for additional mobile savings or activate your plan in minutes with the Mint Mobile app. In life, we all face moments of uncertainty. They shake our very foundations and challenge us to the core. For those who receive a diagnosis of cancer, This uncertainty can be overwhelming and all-consuming, leading to doubt, fear, and despair. But amidst this darkness, there are heroes who rise to the challenge, who find a way to turn doubt into hope and uncertainty into confidence. Emma is a young woman who was diagnosed with cancer. After her diagnosis, she began to doubt herself and her ability to beat cancer while living a normal life. She began to wonder, what if the doctors were wrong? or if the cancer was going to kill her. As a child, she had lost her mother to cancer. Now, with her own diagnosis, those all-too-painful memories came rushing back. Emma turned to her family and friends, and she discovered that through their empathy and caring concern, she was better able to uncover the hidden meaning within her feelings. And soon Emma began to wonder, what if I can beat cancer? She realized that her job as a mother took priority over everything else including the cancer. I remember spending hours just waiting. Oh my God, the waiting. It was agonizing. I would find myself just crying and I couldn't pull myself up to do anything else. I mean, what would I do? I had two young kids. It was just me and the silence. 
Then the phone rang. Dr. Ball had been my family physician since I was two, and I could hear the worry in his voice. Emma, it's not good. Can you come in? This afternoon. My heart sank, and I just buckled. Straight to my knees. Cancer. I knew it. We had lost my mother too, when I was 11. It devastated me. All I could do was think of the kids. How will they survive? Sherry Anna Boyle is considered one of America's leading authorities on our emotions. As an author and educator, throughout the course of her career, she has released five best-selling books focused on effectively navigating our emotions. Her latest book, due in May, is called Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate Peace and Freedom. Dear doers, givers, and overthinkers, Today, we're going to learn how to step into the uncertainty in our lives and create hope amidst the despair. And here's the thing. It has nothing to do with adding more to our plates. Sherry Anna, reading through your book, Energy in Action, I couldn't help but notice how this reminded me of surfing, seeing waves as nothing more than fluid energy. I'm going to let yep. that be our setup today, if that's cool with you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so today I'd like to relate our conversation to the theme of doubt, how we often limit the flow of that energy in some regards and how this surfaces throughout our lives. Doubt, in essence, is stuck or resistive energy. Would you not agree in some regards? I think a lot of times with manifesting, we are skimming the surface. You know, an energy in action is my definition of manifesting. What I found is, again, we often skim the surface. And what you're saying is, let's go a little bit deeper and let's have a conversation about what kind of comes up for people. Now, there's a few different perspectives about doubt. Doubt is, according to the spiritual laws, which energy in action is based on 13 spiritual laws, we are never stuck, right? <laughs> so the law of vibration teaches us that. And I've been working with energy and particularly emotions. So, you know, you and I have spoken about my previous books, my emotional detox book series. And I wrote three books on emotional detox and developed a system called Cleanse, which helps people process what they feel. At the end of writing those books, I realized that the spiritual laws, when I started to dive into them, are designed to teach us how to move our emotions. That's what I believe. So when you talk about doubt, you're talking about a reaction right? So I'm going to be going between my emotional detox hat, my energy in action hat. <laughs> Doubt can either be an emotion or a reaction. I'm going to slide it into the reactive category because what happens from an energy in actions perspective is now your energy is starting to slow down, right? It's now it's becoming a little bit sluggish. At least it appears that way. But when you go to the spiritual laws of the universe, particularly the law of vibration, it tells us our energy is never stuck, right? Energy is always in motion. It never stops. You can't get rid of energy, but you can transform it, right? So essentially, the doubt is something coming up in whoever's experiencing it, what I say to be cleared. So when we clear doubt, we're not getting rid of it per se. We are actually increasing the energy in action, the motion. So now it's transforming into something new, which could be hope. It, it could be confidence. It could be, my guess, it's probably confidence that's looking to emerge in someone if they're experiencing a lot of doubt. What they're on the cusp of is having a breakthrough of maybe perhaps really believing in themselves, really starting to stand in their power, really starting to be uh, wholeheartedly in mind, body, spirit aligned with what they're purposes and the spiritual laws teach us that. Now that's difficult to do on a vision board, <laughs> right? So this is like going beyond your vision. Vision boards are great for self-reflection, kind of getting your ideas on the page for manifesting. What is it you're interested in? But I find they're limited because they're too based in the physical 
Whereas manifesting is a practice in the non-physical, meaning it's a practice of really, you know, what are we all here for? And it's to transform some of those barriers so that we can all feel a sense of peace. We can all feel a sense of freedom. I mean, I think that's really what the bigger picture is. So I always say, go for the confidence, go for the peace, go for the freedom, and know that as you cultivate that energy, everything else is going to be filled in for you. So if it's the prosperity, if it's the career, if it's the health, if it's the loved one, whatever it is that you're looking to manifest, don't limit yourself by focusing on the end point because so much of manifesting does that. Go beyond that and that will fill it in for us. So for doubt, go for the confidence, go for the vulnerability because that's what doubt's about. It's about resisting vulnerability, in my opinion. From that perspective, inner relating, therefore inner, we're both working to get that same alignment. Doubt on an emotional level is indecision between maybe perhaps belief and disbelief. In this case, seeking certainty. Yeah, you and I both frequently posit how uncertainty can be effective in serving us as an end outcome. When it's processed, right? When <laughs> when it's left unprocessed, yeah, you're going to suffer, <laughs> right? But if we give ourselves permission to process these vibrations, let's just say call uncertainty is a vibration that's just looking to move. That's all it's looking to do. It's not looking to trip you up. It needs movement. It needs that energy and action. And that's what the practices in the book give people. This draws me up to our first question. How might we utilize the knowledge in your book to ride the wave of curiosity, carrying us past our various experiences of doubt? Mm. It might be a big one. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple things that I think will help people in terms of manifesting. And again, energy in action is how I define manifesting. That's how the title of the book and energy in action is emotions and intuitions and flow, right? So we have to go beyond focusing on thoughts for so long. So many of the teachings around the law of attraction were like, change your thoughts, change your thoughts, change your thoughts, which boggled me and frustrated me at the same time because I've been teaching about emotions for so long. And I know when you focus on your thoughts, you could be focusing on a trigger. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm like, (laughs) I really want to be on board and a team player here, but I can't manifest by focusing on changing my thoughts. I'm just trying to change a trigger. Triggers are there because they're memories and they're looking to be resolved and they're looking to be healed and transformed. So I say, let that go. Focus on the emotions, right? Which is energy and motion. And then when your emotions begin to process, that automatically kicks in your intuition, which is your intuitive guidance. And so a couple key things that this, I think energy in action is a little bit different. I think it's important to look at your manifesting practice as a service to humanity. I think at least from my perspective, the way I interpreted some of the teachings until I dove into the laws, really dove in the ancient teachings, is that it seems to be very heavily focused on the me and, you know, what am I looking to get, right? I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where you felt like somebody just wanted something from you, right? (laughs) Like you just hanging out with me because you want something, right? What do you, what do you want? What do you want? And I think sometimes we treat the universal laws that way. Like, okay, what, what, what you got for me? You know, what have you done for me lately? And if you haven't done anything for me, then forget it. I'm not going to focus on you anymore. And that's <laughs> not, that's not the way these spiritual teachings are. It's about having a relationship without being attached to outcome and without having conditions. It's like we put conditions on these laws, And that influences our relationship with energy. So I flip it and say manifesting and energy in action, the way that I teach the practices is a service to humanity. And how do I create that service? Because when I move the energy in my body and 
And I go through one of the cleanse practices and there's each one lines up with the spiritual law. So I have four practices per law. I always, always include the benefiting mother earth, but every practice it's very disciplined and may the energy that I'm cultivating today serve everybody on the planet. And I'm talking all living beings. I'm talking all living organisms, animals, plants, environment. May this energy and flow serve every single being on the planet. And that way we all benefit. And that to me is a service, right? So what people don't know about the book is every practice includes really learning how to connect to what's the rays of light and the rays of light are high vibrational frequencies. And how do we change energy? We change energy. Well, we change the brain neurons in the brain and energy through light and through sound and through, you know, these really ancient qualities that we now vibrate. The way we change vibration transform is with vibration And you can't change vibration with thoughts. I mean, you can maybe a little bit, but it won't last. You know, my endless curiosity going to a deeper level, a lot of that interaction as I'm kind of finding my understanding of it is happening in our autonomic central nervous system. As that system takes our prefrontal cortex offline, we're going into the amygdala that just simply acts on those four survivalistic responses. Yeah. Fight, flight, flee, shut down. We, yes. Basically, yeah. you know, we're, we're not being rational. <laughs> we'll make it simple. Well, right? I think what's happening <laughs> is we're, <laughs> we're so used to reactivity that we become desensitized yes. to it. Right. You even see people who are teaching mindfulness out there yeah. and I'm watching and I'm going, is anyone not seeing that that's a high level? I call that high levels of reactivity, yeah. which nobody really benefits from that. If you lose <laughs> it, if you're losing it on social media, you know, basically, how do we how do we keep patterns locked in our system? Emotional reactivity. Well, you know, the memory, that's that's what causes trauma to stay solidified in the body, whether I'm watching you in a reactive state, whether I'm having a reactive state. And by the way, the laws of the universe teach us this. The law of oneness says how I respond affects you. How you respond affects me. We are one. And therefore, our practices have to be based on oneness and unity and connection. And I believe that means learning to manifest for the we, not the me. Knowing you will be taken care of, you will be blessed even more so by taking that approach. In many regards, the way I'm relating to that is we're resisting that energy. You mentioned earlier that key role or element of remaining vulnerable yeah as we develop our uh, ability to embrace emotional vulnerability how does this surface as a form of suppression resisting the energy that creates in many regards our doubt yeah well when we resist a conversation we're resisting energy when we avoid a conversation we're resisting energy when we minimize our feelings around something we're resisting movement of energy when we manage someone else's feelings and emotion we are resisting energy it's all basically what we're doing is we're holding back our energy in action and our energy in action is how we manifest again the spiritual laws teach us this so So what do we do? Well, instead of resisting, we turn to the laws for guidance, right? And there's a lot of guidance there. I mean, there's, I don't know if you have an example you want to share, but I mean, I think of the law of transmuted energy. The law of transmuted energy says that I can transform energy. I can't destroy it, but I can change it. So if I back to doubt, if I'm feeling doubtful, I have the capacity to transform that into hope within minutes, within minutes. And I do it all the time with people. And they identify that right away. I say, how do you feel? Hope. How do you feel? I feel powerful. I'm talking minutes. And imagine if this were a regular practice, because we do need it to be consistent. That's the other thing with manifesting is I think 
you know, we, we do the vision board and then we, okay, now I'm going to go on with my day. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what it, where spiritual practices were built from. They were built from devotion. You know, think of it like when someone decides to join the military, right? Or when they decide to take on a career, like being a nurse or something. I mean, think of the devotion that's behind that. Think of the level of commitment that is required to go through the level of schooling, to do the level of training, to have that discipline. We need to have that level of commitment and discipline with manifesting. It is a a little bit of a love affair because it's, it's, joining with the spiritual laws and the way I do it is I include the rays of light because when the laws are like the teaching, the rays of light are the masters. So they're overseen by spiritual masters and archangels. And then again, the laws are like our curriculum, right? What we're learning. And when you blend those together, there's a real devotion there that needs to happen, in my opinion, to really make powerful changes on the planet. And that's where really where we're at. It's not just about, I need peace for me. I need peace around me. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Yes, right. Most I definitely. Think- <laughs> you mentioned, you know, perhaps an example a little bit ago. Yeah. You know, to me, I view that as a form of shrinking or running away, resistive, fleeing from that action again, and how sometimes we're simply just Fearful of learning new things. Newophobia. Yeah, it's there again. I like going and finding these kind of rare, obscure things for whatever reason that helps me explain it. Newophobia is just simply a fear of new things or learning new things, a fear <laughs> of change. Uh-huh. Sometimes those systems are the thing we're afraid of, but at the core, it's not even the system or the thing we're learning that we're afraid of. It's just being fearful of letting go and embracing that new opportunity to change. I almost feel like it's about going to what's familiar. Yes. <laughs> right. And, and <laughs> sometimes we we're afraid, but it's really, you know, it's unfamiliar and we prefer to go to the familiar, even if it's not serving us, at least it's familiar. And I get that because, you know, I grew up in a household with, that was like that. You know, it's so easy to, when you grow up in an environment that is dysfunctional, but it's familiar, you know, I mean, it's, it's why I could, in some ways, it's a strength for me because I can hang out with anybody. You know, I'm very comfortable with people who are in trauma, right? And a lot of people, you you hear about that a lot today, people trauma bonding and things like that because it's familiar. Yes. Right. It actually calms you because you're like, yeah, I know. Like we have that commonality and there's, there's strength in that. There's, there's something that you get from that. But after a while, you do need to kind of break out of that shell a little bit. So yeah, I think from going back because it can go to self sabotage and self and limitations. And I do think that sometimes we limit our abilities in manifesting. I think a lot of times we are functioning in a way that's limiting. Relating to that. And so we perhaps don't overstep somebody's ability to relate to their familiar. Sometimes that familiar environment is that, dare I say, dysfunctional environment where the change is so constant that kind of a inconsistent change is your familiar and you do tend to Mm self-sabotage. Now bringing people up to that vibration, how do we then step them into that space to the role where we feel we're, I'm searching here a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess what, I guess what you're asking is how do we stop self-sabotaging? How do we stop self-sabotaging and step into that? (laughs) Got you. Got you. So I'll go back. That's what cleanse. So I have the seven (laughs) steps of of, of, in the book that you go through. I mean, we can, I can answer that if you just sit up nice and tall and you just take a nice deep breath. So why don't we just do a little bit of moving a little bit of energy here. I got about three steps ahead of myself on that. I know. Well, it's a question was there and I I wasn't watching. So yeah, it's a good good question. And I think a lot of people can benefit. And the question is, how do I 
myself stuff. If you are aware, yeah, I do sabotage myself by going, you know, think of people that go back to the similar relationships, <laughs> right? They're dating the same person in a different body, right? Or yes. they're getting the same boss, but it's a different job. And they're like, man, how did I end up here again? Right? How am I not? And it's because the energy hasn't changed. Just because you change jobs doesn't mean you change the energy. And that only happens inside of you. So manifesting is an inside job. It's not an outside job. Right. And that's the shift people have to remember. Yes, it's great. Again, put your vision board. I'd love to have this job I love and make this amount of money and travel and da da da. But, but be careful. You're not focusing so much on the outside that you're not changing energy on the inside because reactivity is all out here and peace and harmony is it's in here. So let's do, let's sit up nice and tall and uh, just tilt your head side to side, you know, just kind of move the energy a little bit. I don't really like to answer questions if the energy <laughs> without moving it a little bit first. Right. And, uh, and so the, do you have an example in mind? Do you have a client or a friend or someone that self-sabotages? Like what, how, how are you noticing that? I'm going to draw back to a specific episode because this was very profound to me. Okay. Because this specific individual kept repetitively having sexual assault situations come up, addiction problems come up, and a number of other things that would continually arise to the point where as we step through their story, it seemed like a never-ending nightmare. It was a never-ending nightmare. So I'm going to relate to that. Yeah. Well, when you yeah. when you talk sexual assault, you talk addiction. What I hear is someone who has a pattern of, of putting themselves in situations where they feel powerless. Yes. Right. And danger. So, and danger. Right. So that's and that that's was familiar. That's a powerlessness, right? Yes. So that is what that pattern of powerlessness, feeling powerless, feeling out of control, right? Unsafe. Um, and and unsafe, right? What needs to be cleared in that person? So let's just take a set up. Um, and again, we're going to make sure we, as we're talking right now and we're connecting to energy, we want to make sure that we're connecting to anyone on the planet who also is carrying a pattern of powerlessness and who is having those symptoms come up because of that pattern, that core feels like more of a core pattern. So we want to acknowledge that. And let's just sit up nice and tall and let's just move with a little hum energy together. So we're going to inhale and we're going to hum and we're going to inhale together. And it's hum. Yeah, just kind of move some energy through a gentle hum throughout your whole body. So if you're listening, go ahead and um, move that energy. And what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing in terms of, and just gives people a sense of how to, I'm just going to make sure I'm doing it right. I got to look at my own book. <laughs> okay. Now it is, this person needs to be aligned with the law of giving and receiving the spiritual law of giving and receiving, and they don't know how to receive. They don't know how to receive love, right? They don't know how to receive praise. They don't know how to take anything in. Makes sense because the self-esteem would be pretty, pretty low. So this person needs to um, really align themselves with the laws that they're giving. They've given a lot, but the problem is, is when you give, whether it, and they, they give carelessly. They give without any sense of worth. Like they treat themselves like they're a piece of crap. Like I don't mean anything. I'm not worth anything. Therefore, it doesn't matter what I put in my mouth, what happens to my body. It's all, it's a very much about self-worth. But the first place to start would be with that law of giving and receiving. Again, there's four practices there. And I would have them practice that learning how to receive a lot of sadness is what I'm picking up on unresolved sadness, grief. And it's very tough when you're abused, you know, and these are very, very deep and 
you have to hit the energy level to be able to start to really get that feel it very much in the heart area so i would take a t- they need to really take a break from relationships for a little bit <laughs> and uh, just give some time to really learn how to receive i mean and start small like just receiving the sun you know receiving the the day because i'm i'm feeling like people who have are in addiction sexual assault and all that you know you're you're in frequencies that are these are the kinds of frequencies where people don't want to live anymore. I mean, if you're taking something to the point where you could hurt yourself, that's really low, right? And so this needs to be a lot of nourishment and the people around this person need to know that will be compassion and love that will help. And it's very difficult because the community of addiction also talks about tough love, right? <laughs> this balance of how do I... But we're not talking enabling. We're talking about compassion. And so if you have someone you're dealing with, you have to really get clear yourself. What is the difference between enabling and having compassion? And that's your journey. Stepping through with this individual kind of dawned on me that they kept talking about this pattern and their level of familiarity with seeking certainty in that very disruptive nature. That was comfortable and familiar to them. What so. was comfortable and familiar to them was numbing. Yeah. Yeah. Not the relationship. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the pattern of being in a situation where you have to shut your everything down. Numbing. And people get that. They get that if they've been bullied. You know, I mean, there's just a lot that happens. And we don't want to give the people that assault us that much credit. Don't give them that much credit, right? It, it's it's a pattern of numbing. And that in itself can kind of help you get back in the driver's seat. Don't give them that much power and credit over your situation. Like somehow they've won. No, 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 no. It's a, it's your core pattern. And probably a lot of times we attract people with the same pattern of numbing. I want to share a little secret with you today about a podcast booking and matching platform I truly love. As a podcast host and guest, my go-to podcast booking app is podmatch.com. If you currently have a podcast, regularly guest on podcast, or if you are new to the podcasting game looking to start your show, podmatch.com is an industry leader. They quickly and effortlessly connect ideal podcast guests and hosts. Their process is super easy and highly effective. Create your free guest or host account and set up your profile. It's really that easy. And the Podmatch AI will work its magic in the background, delivering your ideal interview matches within minutes, tailored uniquely for you. As a host and executive producer of the Top 100 Self-Improvement Podcast, The Light Inside, I found more high-quality guests on Podmatch than anywhere else and in a fraction of the time. So if you're looking to expedite your podcast booking experience, fill in your calendar with high engagement content, creating value and meaning for your listening community. Check out podmatch.com. That's P-O-D-match.com today and discover your ideal match magic. For many of us, uncertainty often paints a bleak and dark outlook on the future, casting a looming cloud of doubt and foreboding on how we perceive the possibilities in our desired outcomes. And when we work to transform the searing pain of doubt into self-confidence, it often seems like an insurmountable task. But you should know, you're not alone. There are many who have walked in your shoes, and this guide will help you move forward in a way that allows you to authentically embrace all of your emotional interactions. In part one, we discuss the many reasons why people find uncertainty so terrifying, and how this fear of uncertainty is closely related to doubt and anxiety. This is something I frequently reflect upon myself, and what I've learned is that uncertainty, although perceived or real, can be an illusion. 
Yet when faced with difficult and challenging circumstances, it's possible to embrace uncertainty by turning doubt into hope and welcoming healthy fear then turning it into a healthy self-confidence. Just like Emma, we can find our sense of purpose within the uncertainty when we turn energy into action. Sherry Anna, when it comes to turning the empowering energy of our emotions into definitive action, from yes. that regard, what yeah. role do you feel developing our inherent ability to welcome uncertainty plays in these processes of accepting and manifesting as we evolve past this? To welcome uncertainty. It, again, I'm going to go back to the law of giving and receiving and yeah. why I love energy and action. There's a real imbalance there. And I would really connect through the practices, bring the whole system. And how do we get our nervous system back into balance? Light is a big way. And that's where the energy in action is unique to other practices. I'm talking light from healing light. And we start to remember, this isn't just a brain thing. This is in the energy field. This is in the aura this is in uh, perhaps genetic stuff. We've got, you know, there's a lot going on here. And for me, just to tackle the brain, thinking, <laughs> right? So I would work with that law of giving and receiving, and I would really up receiving. Once you start receiving more, uncertainty won't be scary. So much of that interaction is constantly, repetitively, redundantly driven mm. home that mindset, 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 but we yeah. neglect maybe sometimes to simply view that we are an embodied being that doesn't even stop in this body. We're just an antenna conducting all of that energy. To me, you know, yeah, go big concept here. I feel all of that funnels down from a collective knowing. Everything that I have available to me simply appears. Yeah. All of the knowledge and awareness of thoughts simply appears. I don't demonize mine. I welcome them and love them. I see that as a divine, if I'm going to use that quote unquote phrase, divine, infinite gift that just happens. It just appears. I don't see a need to run from it, no matter when it happens or how it happens. I don't subjectively submit it to that kind of torment and torture. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very powerful. And I, I can feel it when you're talking about it now. You know, it's not just about words. I can feel your energy. And that's that's the other cool part of when your energy is in action. You get really, you know, like when you were just talking, like I'm I'm starting to get drawn to you, right? Yeah. And because not because of the words, because I can feel it. Right. And all of a sudden you start to get drawn and guided. It's like, oh, my heart feels this to others and other situations where their energy is rolling, where the energy is in action. And that's how you create that safety. Right. But you have to be running your own energy first. To, it's like a magnet. Right now, I'm just automatically drawn. And there are times people say things and I'm like, eh, I, I ain't buying that. I'm not drawn to that. <laughs> I don't care how many followers you have. Yeah. And, you know, if I don't feel it energetically, I don't follow it. No judgment. And it's not to say one day I might not follow because in that moment, I'm just not feeling aligned. But it's not about we're going to go beyond words now and we're even going to go beyond actions and we're going to start to navigate life through feeling our intuition, our emotions, and it's all going to change. And those of us like you and I who are really committed to learning and practicing, we won't be so afraid, right? So anybody who chooses this pathway, it's about getting skills because things will happen, but you can be neutral about it, right? You don't have to be, if you, if you find you're in high levels of reactivity, it just means that you have something that needs to be cleared, get your energy moving again, and then move forward, but don't move forward on blocked energy. And don't try to manifest unblocked energy either. A lot of people do that. They're like, oh, my energy is blocked. Let me manifest, right? Or they, what's most important is the quality of space that you manifest from, not where you're heading. It's like, this, what is your soil? 
and tend to that inner soil, make it really nutrient rich. And one of the ways we do that is by processing our emotions and by downloading the light and really understanding the spiritual laws and the guidance system. So circling back and perhaps meeting others where they might be in that progression, you mentioned how sometimes our emotional reactions Mm. are becoming inhibitive, they're blocking us from that, or we have that perception that they're blocking us from it. Uh I'll I'll frame it that way, perhaps. So you call these emotional reactions control systems or management systems in the book. Mm -hmm. I'm going to draw back to the book here. Okay. Or are ways that we consciously or unconsciously utilize them as perhaps a coping mechanism. I know we might be drawing back a little bit to hopefully Mm -hmm. meet some people, some listeners throughout wherever this energy travels. So let's look at that a little bit if we might. Okay. That perhaps pushes us back into that competitive model from that frame of reference. How does that then draw us into those avoidant behaviors of fight and flight that become kind of a combativeness? I think think comparison is one of them. I think, okay, let's give an example of how that could happen, right? So a lot of people compare, right? Or you see this a lot on social media, right? Where people and a lot of our children (laughs) are, you know, there's a lot of anxiety and depression out there. There's no doubt social media is a huge contributor to that. You know, there's, there's a constant messaging of be better, do better, do it like me, look like me. You know, you have to have your life look a certain way in order to be happy. Right. And so we're being bombarded with that. You have to look a certain way. You have to be, you know, rich and famous. And if you're not, then, you know, you're not really doing so hot, right? Kind of thing. And yet we know from research and studies on people from other countries who have very little are actually happier than us. So um, so in terms of what you're asking and, and coping is really people coping with what is that light? How does that impact our emotions when we're always around that kind of messaging, right? Yes. So it inhibits us from ever really feeling and then we have to manage the insecurity. We have to manage the doubt that you mentioned. We have to manage the judgment, right? Uh, we have to manage the, the the not feeling good enough kind of thing. And then you kick in, okay, I don't feel good enough. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And, and that's where coping mechanisms, you know, how do I, how do I cope with these thoughts? How do I cope with these feelings? And my message is coping mechanisms are great, but they have expiration dates. And I know I shared that with you before. I don't believe in long-term coping. I believe coping is very short-term. Like I'm driving and I have to cope with traffic. So I play my music and that allows me to feel calmer and more present, not to go into a rage. Great. But after you get out of that car and you get back to everyday life, that coping mechanism has expired. And whatever came up during that car ride If it's still coming up, if you're going to your friend or neighbor and you're saying, oh, you know, there was so much traffic and it was so horrible and I'm so sick of it and you're bitching and complaining or you're just still thinking about it. Well, that's because there's things that came up that need to be processed emotionally. And it's did the car ride cause it? No, you already had it. It just highlighted it. What I had hoped we could do here is draw our listeners into kind of an either or comparison. Okay. You know, it's an area I try to help guide others to themselves, you know, where let's compare the two. What yeah. is what you have and what is where you're trying to manifest or move toward? I'm thinking about energy, you know, Jeffrey Allen. And how familiar are you with Jeffrey Allen and his whole working with your body energy? He does hmm. this little exercise with people who struggle perhaps to feel that energy. Of Mm -hmm. getting your hands very close together and silencing yourself and kind of waiting and feeling. And you you start to feel that warmth. You start to feel that energy moving between your hands and imagining that actual energy to the point where, you know, you start to feel it and connect with it. Yeah. Trying to give that sense of let's compare that energy. Yeah. So often 
where I experience people meeting that is in this kind of warrior stance. We're battling, fighting things, Mm. constantly seeking this action to move from it. But it's not an aligned action. Well, let me let me ask you this. And and uh, in terms of if I were to uh, in terms of manifesting. So you said comparing a lot of manifesting teaches you to focus on what you want, right? I'm suggesting you focus on what you have, right? The challenge is you don't know what you have until you clear your mind, right? So what you do have is what you just pointed out is you have energy and you have an infinite amount of it. It's endless, right? And so if I'm focusing on what I want, I'm not focusing on the energy. I'm focusing it again, typically on an end point. And I'm not saying there's not value to that. What I am saying is, so for example, like, let's say, is there something that you want to manifest? So manifest means bring something into the physical. It could be an idea. It could be, um, I describe it as energy and action manifesting, but we'll use the traditional Definition. What's something that you want to manifest? Hmm. Something I want to manifest. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to relate this. I have to be authentic. I don't tend to step that far forward. Okay. Because I feel living aligned in my present moment. Mm -hmm. When it wants to manifest, it tells me when, where, why, and how. Okay. I'm not projecting on it. That's my experience of it. Okay. That energy, like I said, to me, very often comes as that download. When it's relevant, it'll tell me when it's relevant. Okay. You know, so I, you're you're more intuitive. More is what intuitive, you're saying. perhaps. Yeah. You know, if I look at yeah. subjectively qualifying and quantifying my skills assets. Yep. I tend to be more intuitive. Yeah. Intuit, more and, and there's and there's great value to that. And there's also great value to being having some specifics around what you're aiming for. Yeah. For instance, let's talk about this. So what are you aiming for in terms of, uh, in terms of manifesting, there is evidence that we want to be a little bit clear. Now, do we stay there? No, it's, I use what I'm aiming for as a stepping stone, not an end point. That helps me understand the quality of energy I need to put into action. So what are you aiming for? So let's look at this program as an example. Okay. Building that bridge for others that opens up that energy that connects them with where those blocks inhibit okay. that flow. So you, you're you aiming to build a bridge to continue to be a resource. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say continue to be a, a resource for people. Are you saying to... Build their skills and to unblock themselves. Shine a light on those skills and unblock themselves. Shine a light. Got it. On the skills. I'm just writing it down. That does help if you write things down. (laughs) (laughs) And unblock. Fantastic. See how everybody listening, doesn't that feel nice? Yeah. Like I'm feeling the energy of it. I'm like, you know, I, I feels really good. It feels like you, that is definitely where you're aligned, right? Very purposeful, continue to be a resource for people to shine a light on their skills or their blocks. So that's what you're looking to do. So now let me um, tap into my energy in action. I'm going to do a shortcut around it for purposes of being on the audio. If you were to close your eyes right now and sit up nice and tall, first stretch your neck a little bit, get the energy moving, just kind of move your head side to side. Good. Roll your shoulders up, back and down. So yes, we use the body to increase those sensory neurons, right? So we can kind of tune in more because our we do have that intuition about us, but we need sensory neurons turned on. Good. And then just um, just say this out loud, being a resource, being for, a resource us, for others makes me feel. For others makes me feel. And then just breathe in and breathe out. And breathe in 
and breathe out. So being a resource for others makes you feel and you're breathing in and you're breathing out and he's just letting, letting himself feel that, right? So he's just feeling that and we're not talking about it. Just do one more breath. Being a resource for others, say it again, makes me feel good. Inhale. So he's focusing on what he has, right? It's not like he's drifting off and what he, he, he wants is already a resource for others, right? Just looking to continue that and to strengthen that. So let's do a little, um, let's do a little hum and there's different variations in energy and action, but we'll do this one. So we're going to inhale. Hum. Add a little movement of energy. Soften your body. All right. So if I were to say to you, um, first color that pops in your mind right now, what is it? Indigo. Indigo? Love it. It is one of my core colors. (laughs) Okay. Love it. So indigo. So let that let that flow through you. Indigo in energy and action teaches us about the law of polarity. <laughs> so we want to that is our next question. I'm glad you were tuned to that. Thing. Yeah. So the law of polarity is, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. It it, it just means, you know, there's lessons. It's a very much lesson based. Like I wouldn't know light if yeah. I didn't know dark, right? I wouldn't know love if I didn't know hate, but you're just not supposed to hang out in one area, right? So want to make sure you line up with the law of polarity and we're going to let that beautiful indigo color come through and we're going to take some, really receive those qualities. Again, I want to make sure that we, um, and we offer this to Mother Earth, anybody on the planet who is also looking to be a resource to shine light on others and to be more in harmony with the law of polarity. If you're feeling like you're really kind of hovering in one area a little bit longer than you'd like to, we want to help line you up or maybe you've been around somebody who's been hovering that you've picked up on that. So just kind of take that through. Good. So now here's the cool part. I'm going to actually open up my book for this. (laughs) (laughs) We want in order to continue to the, there's four things that I'd like you to focus on to continue to be a resource and a shining light. um, We want you to focus on peace, the vibration of peace, particularly Um, anchoring in peace. So it's one thing to have peace. It's a whole nother ball game to anchor in peace, right? That will be the intention. If you can really learn how to anchor in peace, find that refuge, find that solitude, um, bring balance to your life by anchoring in peace, that is what's going to help all of this manifesting to come into a little bit of a higher state that you're looking for. Does that make sense? Completely. <laughs> okay. So rather than focus on the outcome, energy in action teaches us, it gives us the tools and they're in the book that he's going to really find that, that, that if he can really dive into that, which you are, not somebody else's peace. And we often do that, especially as parents. Oh, when my kids are happy, I'm happy. <laughs> right. Or when my wife is happy, I'm happy. No, 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 no more. No more. When everybody's okay, I can have peace. No more. That mentality needs to go. So connecting with that, and this is very ironic. This is not fabricated <laughs> in any way. I wish I, I may take a snapshot of this and put it up on the show notes. I don't know. Do we have to validate this or <laughs> I don't feel like it? But next question, you know, as we attuned to that was simply going to be how might the law of polarity allow us to perhaps flip the script or freeing and transmuting some of this resistance we feel inside? That is the same resistance that often leads to our self doubt. Mm-hmm. So what I do is that I, peace yeah, inside. that inner peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's vibrations that are looking to be downloaded. 
that's why we get out of balance with the laws. And so what I've done is help people to know what are they for you. If it was a real anchoring of peace, I do feel that you're, you know, that indigo is all about helping the suppressed, right? People who feel suppressed. And that's kind of what you said. I want to help others unblock, right? I want to help people that are suppressed, right? Not feeling like they have the resources or the support. Maybe they can't afford them. Um, and that would make sense that you would be drawn to indigo to me because that carries qualities of helping the suppressed. So you really want to embody that. You're really of service. And I do recommend that when people are manifesting, again, we're going to go back to the beginning of the program. It's a service to humanity to manifest. And when you flip the script in that way, you will align with the laws. sitting with that <laughs> I, I just kind of got lost in that moment of peace thank you for yeah, bringing me yeah. back here <laughs> yeah you did get lost in a good way in a good way in a good way that, sometimes i feel really go. you know that, that's yes. a great symbolism of there was yeah. no need to jump all over that nap sometimes that peace is that action of inactivity which in and of itself yeah. is an action yeah in its polarity, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to, the law of polarity tells us you're going to have discomfort, but you have discomfort. So you're more able to recognize comfort. Like these are all opportunities. It's not that we're not going to brush up against uncertainty again, right? But you're not meant to hang out there, but just know those are the laws at work. They That's how you're just ready to deepen that experience. So yeah, you're going to have moments where you're like, you know, my daughter, I was just talking to her last night, we were texting and she was frustrated because she's not getting a lot of hours at work and she has rent to pay and things like that. Mm. And she's panicking, you know, how am I going to get this income? And the old me would have been, oh, don't worry. I'll, you know, I'll give you money and it'll all be okay. But now that I've been manifesting in this way, I just say to her, you know, look, this is an opportunity when you have that empty space there. It's just the universe's way of saying, you know, you're supposed to focus on something else right now. And perhaps this is a chance for you to focus on some of the other things that you've been pondering, you know, some of the dreams, some of your desires that need some attention. Some, you know, she's got some things that she'd like to look into. Look at it as a blessing that you have this space, you know, and so um, it's okay, you know, when there's that go into that uncertainty, but it's there for you. So trust that everything is happening for you. You don't need to suffer. You don't need to sit in it. It doesn't mean things aren't working for you. The laws are always at work. They never sleep. <laughs> and it's just most important to get to know all the laws, not just the law of attraction. So often when we move into those resistive energies, we align with some of those more chaotic states. We manifest some of those more chaotic states, moving out of those chaotic states and embracing that peace inside. Mm -hmm. How then might we regain our rhythm or empower ourselves to launch out of that state? Well, I think that's why I have the law of rhythm in the book, right? And there's practices <laughs> to align you with the law of rhythm. And if that's the law that you're out of alignment with, you know, you'll be drawn to that. I think once you get to to know the laws. So what I do every morning is I actually have my book and I sit and I've memorized most of it. So I will every morning take a moment because emotions need to be processed every day. And I will go through the cleanse. So it's a seven-step process. We didn't do all seven steps. They move very fluidly together. And I will intuitively discover, you know, where, where do I need to align with the law? What law is looking for my attention? How can I connect with this law? And the laws, they will align you. You know, they will do that effortlessly. 
And then you just have to trust it. So if you're meant to line up with the law of rhythm, then that will show up for you in your cleanse practice. But like your friend with the addiction and sexual assault and all that, you could easily say, oh, law of rhythm, but I got love giving and receiving for that one, right? And sometimes you work with one law for a while. Sometimes I work with one law and I'm like, oh, this law again? Like I'm not lined up yet, right? That's an interesting but, one. See, yeah. I, I'm already making assumptions where to step people through rather than aligning with energy. Yeah. That's a good illustration. <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping yeah. six steps ahead, which I tend to do sometimes. <laughs> no way. You. <laughs> <laughs> My energy likes to leap. You know, what can I say? <laughs> I well, you have a you have a nice heart and you know, you, you have a a beautiful heart, and that's what happens is we want to help people. Mm. But sometimes, you know, people do need to get to know one law for a while, just like my daughter. Of course, I want to help her, but it's okay to say to, you know, this is how the universe works, honey. You know, you're, you're imagining that you're stuck, but you're not stuck. Right. And just giving that the, and how do I know that? Because the laws tell us that, right. And yes, you're in uncertainty, but perhaps that that's exactly what you need right now is to be in this space of curiosity and and kind of develop some other aspects of yourself and trust that those aspects are those vibrations, those qualities are helping you to manifest your desires. I'm lingering again. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Lingering is so, good. Yeah. So, I've so hopefully, yeah. Reach the end of my line today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm finding myself in this infinite what next. And I'm all right with the uncertainty. So, what might we add to this, Sherry? And I'm going to just get out of my own way and surrender the floor. <laughs> Let me just check in here for the, the laws. Everybody just put your hand on your heart. Take a nice deep breath. And unless you're driving, of course. <laughs> then you keep your hands on the wheel. But your hands yeah, and eyes. So let me just forward. check. Yeah. Just check in. And uh, so, you know, I think whenever... Um, what I want to leave and kind of where we started with this idea of uncertainty or doubt, that is that just as means like self-confidence and is looking to really develop, right? And uh, so um so look at it that way and know that actually the law of attraction is all about confidence, yeah. in my opinion. That's one of the lessons we get from the law of attraction. People get all excited when they attract something like, yeah, I did that. I did that. Right. They feel better. Like, oh, look what I did. Right. That's because the law is designed to give us confidence when we're in alignment with it. And that can happen in a number of ways. But I just want to leave everybody that if if um, certainty will come from that confidence and confidence comes from being able to download the vibration. The law of attraction will give you confidence. That's something no one tells you. It carries the qualities of it and also the practices that I have for you. If you go through them, you will get confidence. I promise. You just have to be consistent and you have to be devoted because they're overseen by spiritual masters and they will show up for you bigger than life every time. Sometimes that confidence is found by just stepping into that quiet space inside and embracing yeah. that peace with love, light, <laughs> harmony, and allowing the energy to be what it might be. Yeah, you got it. That's where I'm drawn to, at least. <laughs> I love it. I like feel it. Said, that's that's the most important part is I feel it. Yeah. On those steps and how we relate with those various laws. Yeah. Where can our listeners go to connect with this book? I feel, you know, this is such a unique <laughs> yeah. insight. I haven't seen anything relatively like it yet. I haven't either. <laughs> no, and it's and, uh, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, special. thank you, because for about yeah. three years, I've been saying there's a lot of laws here. <laughs> there are a lot of theories and a lot of systems, and yeah. people tend to run from that. So thank yeah. you for boldly stepping up to that task. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a start for sure. It's a it's a shift, right? Yes. That focus on what you have. Um, you have confidence, just so you know. Everyone has confidence. <laughs> it's just it's just maybe not highlighted yet. You know, it's, it's we have everything that we need. But in terms of where SherryAnnaBoyle.com is my website, you can get energy in action any bookstore. You know, it is on. Uh, I'm not sure when this comes out your episode, but the official launch is May 2nd. If you pre-order it off my website, I do have a free video there. It's called Why Overfocusing on the Law of Attraction Doesn't Work. Believe it or not, I did not talk about it on the show today. So (laughs) you can get that free video if you go to my website and you buy it there. You can at least get the video right now and then your book will come in the mail. Awesome. When it's We're going to align that so that really helps you focus and boost that energy of attraction. So, <laughs> yeah. I truly, truly want to thank you for your thank love, you. energy, and light. Every, every time I connect with you, I'm walking on air. So, thank Aww, you. Aw, you're so sweet. I thank you for your, your namaste, your pure heart, <laughs> and to all your listeners. Thank you. Let's do it again soon. Thank you. When it comes to addressing uncertainty and forming a new relationship with our emotions, give your mind a rest and let your energy do the work for you. Uncertainty can be a natural part of life and learning to embrace it can lead to personal growth and development. When faced with doubt, it's important to shift the perspective from resistance to curiosity. This mindset allows us to explore different aspects of ourselves and fuels personal transformation. By accepting uncertainty as individuals, we can move beyond fear and hesitation, allowing us to confidently pursue our goals, our objectives, and our desires. In short, we turn energy into action. If you found value and meaning in this episode, please share it with a friend or loved one. And as always, we're grateful for you, our valued listening community. This has been the light inside. I'm Jeffrey B. Secker.